Sarah Liz here. This is a podcast on spirituality, mindfulness, and faith. Hope you enjoy today's show. Hey, happy Friday, my friends. So to, today I wanted to start a series, which is one of three, and I eventually will get to both topics that Deborah Adele writes in her book, The Yamas and the Niyamas. I'm just going to express it in a way that is purely what it means to me in addition to what it actually is. So this is all my perspective. And again, I just want you guys to know and understand if you're listening that everyone's perspective is going to be different and everyone's takeaways are going to be different. And there are some that you might listen to this podcast and talk to another friend that is listening to this podcast and they might feel like they have the same takeaway. Um, And honestly, I feel like those people are on your same wavelength. They're vibing with you, you know? And then there are some that, some of you that could be the best of friends and you're just going to have a different takeaway. Okay. So when I first read the Yamas and the Niyamas, it was preparing for my yoga teacher training a few years ago. And I really don't think I took it to heart when I first read it. My second read through was in addition to audio and it really began to sink in during that time. I always find that when I read and listen to something, hence why I also add a rough manuscript for you uh, on CastBox because they're the only one that allows me to do it right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, just, you know, and it's just the way that I learn. So that's how I take things away. And that's why I give it to you as well, because you could learn the same way that I do or not. And I really think that if you're continuing to listen to my podcast and if you subscribed, then you are similar and you feel me and you understand almost the same things that I understand or you're just like, oh yeah, I can dig that. So you click the subscribe button. So I just want to give a shout out to those of you that are subscribing Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This is my avenue and just my way of sharing with the world. And yeah, thank you. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. And I hope you continue to listen if it continues to be your jam. Okay, so today's conversation is the yamas. Okay, we're going to start there. I'm going to break it apart into two podcast. And today, Friday, gosh, what is today? It's Memorial Day weekend and it is Friday, May 22nd. And we're going to start with the yamas. Uh, There are five yamas and on Memorial Day weekend, what a great five yamas rules to live by to remember during this, uh, if you will, party weekend. Okay. They are to avoid violence, avoid lying, avoid stealing, avoid wasting energy, and avoid possessiveness. I don't want to ditz the niyamas, 
For as in Deborah Adele's book, The Yama and the Niyamas, today, like I've already said, solely is just about these five yamas. And they are known as social restraints. The niyamas, to give you an intro, is self-disciplines. So the yamas are social restraints. Social restraint. What comes to mind when you think of this? I mean, seriously. I see this. I see this time we are in right now, this quarantine. And then where I live is a travel destination. So I'm seeing people from all over the surrounding states come to visit where I live here in Florida. And I don't think they really think there's a pandemic anymore. It's still out there. And honestly, the state of Florida hasn't even reached its peak. So whatever you believe, I don't want to talk politics. Just know that there is some medical truth to what is going on. So just continue to be mindful, continue to be aware when you're out there with everybody from all states. And really, no matter where you live, if you're listening from a different part of the country, then I urge you to just continue to be mindful. Do what's right and do what you feel is right. Because honestly, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Okay. I had to pause there and intro that just because it's real and it's what's happening right now. Let's get back. Social restraint. Wow. It's very easy to avoid these five yamas. And, you know, in, in the discussion by Deborah Adele, it's urging you to avoid violence, lying, stealing, wasting energy, and possessiveness. Okay, but yet we are all human. May I remind you? <laughs> uh, we once took uh, that bite from the apple, and it, we've never been the same since. We're human. Just by nature. We are perfect in God's eyes, and we are also perfectly imperfect. So, when I have been stuck inside my home, literally none of this can take place because I am not given the opportunity, and you have not been given the opportunity. Now, possessiveness takes place in the lives of my children. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I am a mom of a five and a three year old. If you are a mom or have spent any amount of time with with or around children or simply remember being a child yourself, you'll remember what I'm about to say. That toy is mine, mine, or mommy, she took that, mommy, he took that. It's mine, and even though I wasn't playing with it right then in the moment, I want it back right now. <laughs> I'm human. I know I did this as a child. And then, as a mom of girls, typically what happens is all the tears. All the tears come rushing out. (laughs) I see it at home, in my home, daily. I sometimes find myself getting a little possessive of the food in the fridge or the chocolate in the pantry. And you know what? Those little moments where I catch myself not following these ethical guidelines of non-possessiveness, I see, I catch myself and I'm like, oh, 
I'm doing it right now. Do you remember the movie Garden State? She's on top of this bus, I believe, or some kind of, yeah. And she's looking out into the abyss and the guy that she's dating at the time says, you're in it right now, aren't you? And they say that a couple times throughout the movie. And she's like, yeah, I'm in it. And then they just scream together and they're in the moment. And, you know, when I catch myself in those moments, I realize that I got lost in whatever it is, possessiveness or, you know, some kind of act of violence or whatever, because I'm human. <laughs> and and I literally realize and I catch myself and that's what I want to do. I want to scream in that abyss. Okay. So I'm not always the person. And then though often I am this person where I think if somebody says that they like something of mine and I have the ability to give it to them, then I want to give it to them. Or if they are close to me and I know that they could benefit from something, or I know that they have said that, oh, that's so awesome. Then I seek out a way to make one like it or find one like it or, you know, to give it to them because that's my personality. Now that does not mean I'm non-possessive. Okay. I try to be, and I am human and it's just not always easy, you know? And so it's a practice. And I think that's why Deborah Adele really suggests this as avoiding possessiveness. And getting into the state of non-possessiveness. And in The Course of Miracles, there's an exercise that you say, this means nothing to me. And you look at the object and you say what it is. So in front of me, for example, I have this dresser that my grandfather made. And so I say, this dresser that my grandfather made means nothing to me. This jacket that's hanging on the hanger here in my closet means nothing to me. This backpack means nothing to me. This mala beads hanging above my head mean nothing to me. This guitar means nothing to me. These shoes mean nothing to me. And you just continue to scan the room and then you scan the rest of your house and then you scan what's outside. And it's a practice. It's it's almost like as if you're making that your mantra, your motto for the day of non-possessiveness. And you know, you just got to keep practicing and it's okay to not be perfect at it. We are human. Now, while I'm not always giving away something, sometimes I can be too giving. I really give my time like it's water streaming from a free river in the middle of nature. Anyone can grab a hold of it. You know, the quarantine's really helped me because... I just give my time to the few people that are surrounding me. Now, the practice of avoid wasting energy comes into play here. I'm not saying my time is wasted energy. And I am saying that sometimes I give too much of my time. I don't conserve my energy in order to protect myself. Do you feel me? The Bible speaks a lot about these rules, believer or unbeliever. From my perspective, 
it is essential to understand that world religions teaches us all to simply do good. Simply put, how to be better humans, how to be what God made each one of us individually to be. And while some of us may carry or possess a dark side of life, I believe we are all on this planet for the greater good. And that, why waste energy? Use it wisely. Observe and conserve. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. Ecclesiastes 5.15-17 says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish but understand what the will of the Lord is. And I think if I can translate that into a yogi's terms or a spiritual person's terms, your destiny, understand what your destiny is. And whether you believe that is God-given or universal-given, whatever your belief, it is don't be foolish, but understand what it is. And I think that's a twofold conversation in itself. So we'll get to that at another podcast. Simply put, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish. Understand what the will of the Lord is. James four fourteen. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Whoa, y'all. We're just here. And we are all going to vanish. That's pretty powerful. So make good use of your time. And time is energy, right? Your energy is what you carry and how your thoughts radiate in your being. Positive or negative? I feel it. I feel my own energy with intensity. And I feel yours too. That's just how God made me, personally. How we use our energy and our output really does say if we are using it wisely or not. Therefore. Avoid wasting it. Next one. Let's talk about violence. Violence is unnecessary. What good does it do? My oldest has recently gotten into some shows. They are cartoons. You think harmless, right? Pokemon, Supergirls, etc. And then, maybe half an hour later, the TV's off and she's ninja kicking her little sister. Wait, what? This right there, this is simple proof that media has a huge effect on our children. So, this goes into wasting our energy or resting. The mind numbing shows that can happen can also be mind altering. This ties violence and being mindful of our energy together. It is essential to recognize that all of these can intermingle 
and interchange and intertwine, whatever fancy word you want to use. And it is like telling a child to not touch their face during this pandemic. What are you going to do? What are they going to do? Touch their face. (laughs) Avoiding violence when violence is seen is like me every time I say, okay, you can watch Pokemon and you have to promise that you won't fight with your sister. Okay. I have to admit, it can be a really good show and there are some really good little lessons in it. And then also there's some violence. Okay. Are you following me? So for me, the Yamas really come full circle back to being mindful. Mindful of what we are doing with each breath and each movement. The rules in the Bible and the rules that your parents may or may not have set for you go out the window. If I am not, if I am not going to choose to be mindful. So see, we can take all these guidelines for what they are. They are good. And we can learn from them. If we choose based on our own free will of choice that God has given us. When it comes to avoiding violence, lying, stealing, and wasting energy, for me, it all circles back to being mindful. Am I being mindful? Are you being mindful? Lying and stealing is as basic as the golden rule, in my personal opinion. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Do you want to be lied to? Or would you rather hear the truth? I sure would rather hear the truth, even if it hurts. It may hurt me for a split second, or even a few days. And at least, I was told the truth. So, have I lied? And yeah, I have fallen short. And I have been mindful over the years to what I was doing. I thought I was doing good by hiding something so I wouldn't hurt someone. In the end, the act of hiding was lying. And that hurt the person more. So was I mindful? I'll say I learned my lesson the hard way. And stealing. It's like as basic as if you were to take a piece of bubble gum from the candy store. Do you feel me? I had plenty of friends that would do this when I was growing up. Somehow they would think it was okay growing up that bubble, (laughs) growing up, that bubble gum was only five cents. What does it matter? And I would say five cents is five cents. Why take five cents even if it's five cents? And it's all parallel to, and it's all parallel to stealing time. So, coming full circle, be mindful. Be aware of the yamas and what they are. And practice them. Practice avoiding each and every one of them. Avoid violence. Avoid lying. Avoid stealing. Avoid wasting energy. And avoid possessiveness. And do your best. Always do your best. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. I'll start back the next one with the Niyamas. Hope you all enjoy your time this weekend with your family 
and whatever friends are closest to you. Stay safe. Signing off, Sarah Liz here. This has been an episode on Fully Awake. Namaste, my friends.